0: One, he is married to the beautiful Sharon Wilson, and together they have shared the wonderful duty of raising three sons whom they love very dearly. Dr. Wilson, a former student of the Wheaton College, uh, by way of uh, Fresno Pacific University, uh, by way of Azusa Pacific University. By way of being blood bombed yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. Spirit come, yeah. yes, sir. <laughs> One who is able to say it and can say it. Amen. Why don't you stand on your feet and receive our preacher for the hour, Reverend? Amen. Amen. Yeah. And all God's people, said, amen. amen. Come on, say amen again. Amen. To my brother, my friend, the angel of this house, Reverend Williams, thank you, man of God, amen. for the privilege to stand in the preaching place. To First Lady Williams, good to see you. Thank you, love. To the Reverend Clergy, the Akinet Ministry, and all of you, my father's children, isn't God good? And all the time, God is good. I am pleased to be here on today. My queen is with me. Baby, wave at me. Amen. I like to do that if all the single men in here, that one belongs to me. But you ought to get you one. Amen. if, If you need one, you ought to get you one. I need. Be
1: all. Ah. that again I need mean thee.
0: Father God, we thank you this morning for another preaching privilege and another opportunity to stand in the house of prayer one more time. Would you breathe on us now? Would you bless every son and daughter in this place? Would you open our eyes and our ears that we may see and hear what your spirit has to say to the church? We are grateful for Friends and Family Day. Now grant me, your son, preaching power and preaching permission that preaching may be done. And in the end thereof, we'll be mindful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And all God's children said together, Amen and Amen. Thank you for standing. Before you take your seats, I'd like to read for you, to you from that book of First Samuel, First Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 6. First Samuel chapter 30, 1 through 6. It is good to be back at Second Baptist one more time. My first experience here was over 20-something years ago as a graduate student in the grad school. At Wheaton College and coming to sit in on some of those summer revivals. And oh, what a time we had back in the day. Amen. So it's good to be here under the leadership of my brother, Pastor Williams, to watch what the Lord is doing. Thank you, Second, for being faithful to the kingdom agenda. Amen. 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 1 Samuel chapter 30, 1 through 6. Hear the word of the Lord. Now it happened. When David and his men came to Ziklag, that on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, they attacked Ziklag and they burned it with fire. Mm -hmm. And they had taken captive the women and those who were there Mm -hmm. from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but they carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until, beloved, they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, who was the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, they too had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved and every man for his sons and his daughters. But David, I said, but David, he strengthened himself in the Lord is God and all God's people said I'm going to tag this message on our friends and family day how to encourage yourself in the Lord look at somebody good looking they got to be good looking okay look at them and tell them neighbor oh neighbor Wilson wants you to know how to encourage yourself in the Lord you may be seated My brothers and sisters, it's true that there are some troubles in life that come to break the child of God. And when these type of troubles and dangers come to us, the believer needs to know what to do and how they ought to do it. Sister Billy, happy birthday, daughter. It's evident in this text today that David has been caught Uh in one of life's most trying situations. And he didn't have anyone on his side to encourage him in the Lord. Have you ever been there, family? You see, David, in spite of being alone in one of his darkest times in life, has to learn, Brother Derek, how to encourage himself so that he may endure in the trial and tribulations of this old world. This text today, it'll help us, Sister Karen, to know what to do when life ain't fair. David in this passage becomes a poster child of hope and faith in God in the midst of it all because he learned, somebody say he learns how to encourage himself in the Lord. Y'all going to help me preach today? I'm almost feeling better. Y'all going to help me preach today? Then come on, walk around in the text with me and let me show you what the Lord has been breathing to me in the office. In chapter 29, that comes before chapter 30, David finds himself in a challenging situation. He's been summoned by King Achish, Mm -hmm. who is the Philistine king. And Achish has called David to come and fight with the Philistines against his own family, Israel. Now, I know you're saying, wait a minute, chaplain, Uh he's going to fight his own people? Yeah, they were trying to kill him. Uh And so David, running from Saul, ran to the enemy. Uh And Achish made David a resident in Philistine country. But to make sure that David was really truly now going to live in community with them when the Philistines get ready to go fight Israel again they say, David, come here. You and your 600 men and fight with us against your people. If you really down with us, come on, go to war with us. I'm hunting for a witness in here. And what David does is he goes to the battle. But guess what happens in 29? When the Philistines see David get in line with them to fight Israel, they start having some questions. And they get concerned and they go to the king. They say, King Achish, we don't really trust David like that. Send him back home to where he's from. And so the king, listening to his generals Send David and his 600 troops Back home And that's where our text opens up today When David and his men Get back home they find out That while they were away Fighting In a battle another enemy Had come in And devastated their neighborhoods And that gives me Some preaching privileges right there Can I share them with you today I believe there's three things we can take from this text. And if y'all help me preach, I'll give them to you. We can learn today that David encourages himself. David empowers himself. And David employs himself. Can I say it again for the people online? David encourages himself. David empowers himself. And David employs himself. Yeah. Now, stay with me and walk around the passage in verse six of chapter 30. The Bible said now when they got home, David was greatly distressed for the people. They spoke of stoning him. Why? Because of all the people, they were grieved and every man grieved for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. And then David said to Abathar the priest, Mm -hmm. bring me here the ephod. Mm -hmm. And Abathar brought the ephod to David. Beloved, when we arrive at this passage, we see something phenomenal happening in the midst of David's crisis. First of all, When the loyal men, the soldiers of David, get grieved in their spirit, they turn on their leader. Uh, Their grief, Pastor Williams, makes them want to kill the man that they swore they were there to follow. Uh, They forgot this was David the Great, Israel's most famous warrior. They forgot that this was David, their commander. The one who looked out for their families. They forgot this was the one that they were encouraged to follow when Saul was messing with them. You see, grief had made those who once said they were family misbehave as family. They forgot also that David's family was taken Mm to. David's family had been violated just like this. Can I turn the light on right here? I've learned from this passage that leadership is a hard thing to do. Uh, When you're leading God's people, sometimes they love you and sometimes they can't stand the ground you walk on. I hope I got some friends in here. Sometimes as a leader, the people will turn on you when grief has arrested them and they don't know what to do. I've learned that a leader has to stay focused with precision like determination and never take it personal when the troops misbehave. A leader has to step up and lead in the worst of life situations a choir i'm glad you're here today A, a leader has to know where to go when nobody else knows where to go so david in the text he goes to the priest and he asks the priest bring me the ephod i can see the good bible students are saying chaplain what's the ephod the ephod was a significant piece Of the high priestly garment. It was like a vest. And you had to wear this as a priest. When you took the concerns of the community. Before the throne of God. When they were in war. The priest would go with them into battle. And the ephod was worn. So that he could intercede. On behalf of the troops. And the families in which. They were fighting for. Look at this, this it's interesting David says to Abathar The priest who is also One of the 600 That want to see him killed Okay I missed somebody Even the preacher wasn't on David's side David's side, he says to him Since you ain't going to pray for us Give me the Ephah." I missed some people back there here, here's what I learned. David knows where to go to encourage himself when the whole community is against you. David recognized that this battle is supernatural. And before I go to war, let me go to God. I learned right here, Pastor Williams, that he recognizes men can't help him in this moment. Because they're questioning his leadership. They don't believe in him right now. Even the priest won't pray for him. So he's got to do all the believing for himself. What he does next in the text is is, is the answer yes to what somebody here needs to do today. You must get yourself in position To hear from the Lord. What are you saying child? Uh, You got to encourage yourself. By praying for yourself. Here it is. Sometimes mom and them can't pray for you. Sometimes your best girlfriend ain't going to have your back. Sometimes your friend and your homeboy. ain't going to bend the knee with your colleague. That you love and trust. Sometimes. They ain't going to want to stand with you. But you got to know how to stand for yourself. I'm starting to feel all right up here. Here it is. When you find yourself in the fight of your life, take your cues from David and learn how to position yourself for instruction. Position yourself to be taught by the Lord. Position yourself to be instructed in supernatural matters. Position yourself to be fed and led by the only one who can help you in your crisis. Always remember, sometime, you got to encourage yourself. Tell your neighbor, encourage yourself." Encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. Story is told of a young boy who was playing little league baseball and the game was going on and they were losing pretty bad. And a young man came by and said, hey son, what's the score? He said, it's 18 to nothing. (laughs) And he said, who's winning? He said, they are. He said, "Well, you don't look too worried or too discouraged. He said, why should I be worried? We ain't came up the bat yet. You catch it? Here it it is right here. Perspective is everything. The young athlete had the perspective to know, yeah, it looks bad, but wait till I get my turn. See, see, no matter what the situation looks like, you've got to be willing to encourage yourself. Even if you are losing in the game. We've looked at how David encouraged himself come here now and let me show you how David empowers himself the bible said in verse 8 that when he got the ephod he went in prayer and this is what the text says in verse 8 David inquired of the lord saying lord shall I pursue this troop shall I overtake them and the lord answered him pursue David and overtake them and without fail recover all beloved when you come to this pericope of the text David empowers himself in the midst of the crisis by praying why David's crisis is personal it's pivotal and it's preeminent he can't wait for Abathar the priest to fix his attitude to pray He can't wait for anybody else to go on his behalf. Here it is. He can't wait for secondhand intercession. He got to pray for himself. And David wants to know right now what he needs to do. Why? His family, there it is, has been taken captive. His men are in distress. His community... Has been threatened. And David needs a word. From the Lord. And he needs it now. See everyone wants him dead. And everybody has become. Discouraged. So he's got to go to God. With some deep prayer. Have you ever been there? Have you ever had to talk to God. About your family's problems. Look, Look at the two questions. He asked God. God. Shall I go after this troop? And and shall I overtake them? Here here it is, here it is. He wants to know, God, am I too late? He wants to know, can I catch up to the ones who've done this evil to me? See, for David, get this, daddies, get this. For David, it's not a matter of if I should do something. It's a matter of, am I too late to do something? What a question. Why? He's a warrior, he's a fighter, and taking care of sheep and his family is what he does. He needs to know are there any sheep left? He needs to know has anybody survived? He's going to do something, but he needs to know what that something is. David in this passage, you know what he's teaching me? Second, he's teaching me how to pray in the crisis. He's teaching me that doing nothing in the crisis is a sign of giving up when lives are on the line. Oh, I need a witness right there. David is teaching me, you don't ever give up on family. I don't care what enemy has them captive. I don't care how far they've been taken away from the house. You don't ever, oh, I can't get no help right here. You don't ever give up on your family. I don't care what prison has them, what drug house has them, what economic situation has them. You don't give up on your family. Hello, is this thing on? He's teaching me that your family is always worth fighting for. David is teaching me, Wilson, if you don't fight for him, who is? And I've learned in this passage. This really got me here, Doug Williams. I've learned that the Lord saw what happened the whole time. He could have stopped it at any time. But he didn't stop it. Which lets me know God wants to use David to fight for his people. I might mess some of you up here, but you do know God don't fight all your battles. He leaves some of them for you to fight. So David empowers himself to seek the Lord. He empowered himself to get permission. He empowered himself to hear the word of instruction. For his families. You know what else got me right here? Sister, you know what else got me here? David didn't let his circumstances make him a permanent victim. I said it. I said it. We live in a victimized culture. Everybody want to be the victim. Everybody's got a complaint. David does not let the crisis make him a victim. Why? He's a warrior. (laughs) I feel like preaching now. The dog is off the leash. Watch out. David don't just roll over and die. He don't let his grief overtake him. So he don't make excuses about his trouble. We got too many excuses. Yes, your trouble is real. Yes, your crisis is real. Quit crying and do something about it. I come from a people that did something about it. They marched until the world got the message. They preached until the enemies humbled themselves. Come on here, I'm hunting for a witness. They believed. Until the circumstances change. They didn't just cry about it and become a permanent victim. They took advantage of what had happened to them and used it. So God could empower them to do the work of the ministry. And you know what happens? David, when he does this, he takes advantage of his training in war. His mantle of leadership, his life's experiences... And he becomes something that the enemy would fear. He becomes a king in the making. (laughs) Uh, If I was at my little chocolate church in California, they'd be shouting right here. Because God's trying to make kings and queens. But you got to use the crisis. That'll bring out the leadership skills in you instead of sit back whining and complaining. Use what you got to fight for your families. Y'all ain't here now? Here's another thing that ain't in my text, but it just jumped out to me in my study. Dr. Cho, good to see you. God answers David in his prayer. David says, shall I go after the troops? And if I catch him, will I overtake him? God gets excited when David asked the right questions in prayer. And guess what God says to him? Go ahead, son. Pursue him, for you shall overtake him. Here it is, sick him, David. I like it when God talks like that. Huh, I ain't got no friends right there. I like it when God says, sick him, Wilson. Give it to them. Now is your time to go get the ones who wronged your community. Hey, help me preach it all, God. Now is the time to go get the ones who straight taking your daughters. Now is the time to go get the system that's broke the back of your sons. Now is the time to go and encourage your grandparents who've been taken by medical issues. Now is the time. Hey, help me preach it all in here go get them Angeles go get them and I like this that that David gets to hear God talk like that here's what I want you to know when you get serious enough about your crisis the crisis of your family God will let you pursue them too who've been taken captive by the enemy God will let you too go get your cousin in there who will no longer come to church Okay, let me say it right. God will let you too go get Boo Boo and Baby and Nana and all the rest of them that are no longer coming in the household of faith. Can I let my hair down? If I were you, I'd learn how to talk to God for myself. If I were you, I'd learn how to find Him in the midst of the storm. If I were you, I learned how to talk to God for myself. And I said, God, show me how to save my wife. Show me how to save my husband. Show me how to save my children. Show me how to get my cousins. Show me how to get my colleagues. Show me how to get the neighborhood. Lord, the enemy's got it. Show me how to do your will. We looked, yeah, at the empowerment of David. But there's a story here that blew me away. Little boy was flying a kite out in the country and the weather started to change on him. It got cloudy all of a sudden and windy and his kite kept going higher and higher and higher. And Becca's daughter, a passerby I came by and said, well, what are you doing? He said, I'm flying my kite. And you know old man said, so I don't see no kite. How do you know the kite's up there? The little boy said, I can feel it tugging. <laughs> Sometimes in the midst of your battle, you can't see God. But if you hold on in prayer, you can feel him. Positive. and when you feel the top, it'll empower you to keep on praying well y'all been kind to me let me get on down the road we've talked about David's empowerment we've talked about David's encouragement I'm gonna get ready to land this plane now and talk about David's employment when you come to this last pericope of scripture you find these very important words that David After hearing that instruction from the Lord and praying, he went. Somebody say, there you go. go. And the 600 men who were with him. And they came to the brook of Bezor, where those stayed who were left behind. Let me stop here. There were 600 brothers with David and his ragtag group of soldiers they all get up and follow him as the Lord gives him instruction. But 200 of them get weak. (laughs) And they can't go into the battle. So David has to leave the weak ones and take only those who are willing to go into the battle with him. I'm off my notes, but can I preach right here? Everybody can't go with you. When God calls you to hard ministry, everybody can't go with you because everybody won't have the stamina to fight in the war that God has called you to. Here it is. It's hard to fight the enemy and babysit the troops. Warriors are for battle, nurses are for the wounded. You can't be a warrior and a nurse. Okay, I'll come back and pick that up later. But David ends up going into the war, right? And when he gets there, he has to leave some who are left behind. Beloved, when you come here, what's beautiful about this passage is that the Bible starts off in this verse saying, David went. But there's no indication that he called the men to go with him. It was him talking to the Lord. They were mad at him. Ready to stone him. But here's what I noticed. Because David was single minded. And David was focused. When he gets up to obey the Lord. The other men who were in rebellion with him. Instantly followed. (laughs) Here's what I learned as a Baptist preacher these 32 years, the man that will follow God will have the privilege of leading other men. If everybody else is tripping, I can't trip. If everybody else has given up faith, the preacher got to stand with faith and said, I see what the Lord told me to see. Y'all can complain and cry and throw stones at me if you want to, but I'm heading this way. Everybody who's on the Lord's side come with me. Everybody who don't believe stay here. I'll come back and get you. Saying in my notes, but can I tell you something? It's a dangerous time to be a preacher. Nobody likes to preacher everybody think they know what your job is but you everybody's heard a voice but you you gotta be willing if God has called you into the ministry to go against the voices and can I drop something on you and get on down the road you can't be scared of the people say it when they don't want to hear it say When it's out of season Say it when they think they know more than you Say it when God Has told you to say it And if you do he'll show you some stuff I'm off my notes But I can't help myself Okay let me just hurry up David follows And as he's on his way trying to find The enemy guess what God Does God brings him to A victim Of the war He's an Egyptian. Yeah. And he finds this man who's left half dead. Uh-huh. He happened to be a part of the troop that tore up David's family. Yeah. Wow. David sees this innocent man and feeds him. That's right. That's right. Oh, God help me Jesus. Right. He feeds the enemy and nurtures the enemy back to life. Here it is. And when he nurtures him back to life, David asks him, who are you? And the boy tells him who he is, that uh, I'm from Egypt and I was with the folks that did this to your family and burned your community. And David says to him, can you take me to where they are? And the guy says to David, if you promise not to give me over to my former enemy. What's happening here? Well, God gives David an ally. (laughs) What? He gives him an ally who knows the enemy, knows where they are, knows their distinctives, knows their strengths and their weaknesses, and he brings him to David to help David in the battle. Okay, let me bring that home and and let it live. Sometime, God will raise up an ally to help you too, to save your family. Give you a quick story. My my, my church in Fresno, we had a, a high concentration of drug houses in the neighborhood. And we would go try to win these people to the Lord. But you know the dope house closed the door on you. Cause you don't know nobody in there, Amen. but God one day raised up an ally, somebody who was addicted and who now the drug house had turned on. So you know what New Beginnings Baptist Church did? We loved on them, nurtured them back to health, loved on them and gave them the good news, and then they became an ally. Come here, Reverend. I know where you can reach them. Let me give you some strategy on how you got to do ministry with this devil. And that ally became one of the leading ministers of our Celebrate Recovery ministry. See, what you need in the church is you need some allies. Some people who've been tore up from the floor. Who, they didn't get judged when they came in here. Nobody talked down to them. Sure, they smell like alcohol. Sure, they just got out of prison. But when you love them and you nurture them back to life, they then become allies. Uh, That can help you do what the Lord has called you to do. Well, this ally takes David to the troops and the Bible says, and I'm through, that David whooped them and drove them back from where they came from. Thank you, Second Baptist, for giving me a few minutes to share my Sunday school speech. All right. All right. All right. All right. But there's a bigger picture here today. Uh-huh. David becomes a king that God could use. Yes. I'm so glad today that God gave us a David because in just a few short years God was going to raise up a new king and this king would have power over diseases this king would have power Over inanimate objects Mm -hmm. This king would pass through Forty and two generations And King Jesus would walk The dusty streets of Palestine Give sight to the blind Give hearing to the deaf This king, yes, would raise the dead And give them new life Jesus Becomes the new king Of Jerusalem And this king Yes, does what David Could never do I heard I
1: heard
0: I heard Jesus Say If I Be lifted up I'll draw all men unto me. I heard, I heard, I heard this king said, I didn't come to call the righteous, but I came to save the lost. And that same king one Friday night on a hill called Calvary, he died, didn't he die? Come on, help me a second, he died, didn't he die? They stretched him high and they dropped him low. He dropped his head in the locks of his shoulders. He died, didn't he die? They took his body down, placed it in another man's tomb, And early, early, early Sunday morning, all power, all power, all power Of heaven
1: and earth in His hands So ain't God alright, ain't God alright Ain't God alright Say ah, say yeah Say ah. say yeah
0: Yeah, I'm so glad I'm a son of the king, I'm so glad my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I got to quit here, but the songwriter of yesteryear said, All hell, the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate for, bring forth. The royal diadem and crown him, crown him, Lord of all. O oh, seed of Israel, chosen race, now ransomed from that wicked fall. Hell to him who saves by grace and crown him, Lord of all. Let every tongue and every tribe. Responsive to His call To him our majesty Prescribed And crown him Crown him Crown
1: him Lord of all Is there anybody
0: here Say he's the greatest king There ever was Is there anybody here No he's a king Oh, he's the king and everything is gonna be alright I said everything is gonna be alright thank you second for these few preaching moments thank you second for keeping on keeping on I got a little country song down in my little country heart and I can hear my grandmama saying this she said I got a feeling that everything's gonna be
1: alright. Oh, I. Oh, I, Yeah, everything's gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright.
0: I got a Jesus is coming soon. Ah. Uh-huh. Pastor you were talking to me I've got cousins Brothers and sisters who are in trouble And I hear the Lord calling me to do something About their crisis They don't know Jesus And if they were to die Tonight They would open their eyes in a burning hell With no exits Pastor would you pray for me Would you pray that I would Encourage myself Empower myself And employ myself To do something about my lost family member. Is that you? Would you wave your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. I see you. Oh, my goodness. I see you. I see you. We're going to pray for you. Secondly, you may be here today and you're a student. You don't have a church home while you're studying here in the city. Well, we would love to be your church of watch care. That means we'll watch over you while you're studying here in the city. We'll connect with your people back home, your pastor, to let them know we're taking care of you while they're out of, or you're out of, their watch. If that's you and you here today, would you come today, would you come and connect with my brother, Pastor Williams, and the great church of Second Baptist, we love to have you, I'm gonna help you. Would everybody please stand with me? You're here today, you're here today, you say, Pastor, I wanna be a member under watch care, I need a church. Better watch over me. Won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? This portion of the song is for you. This little light of mine. This little light Won't you come? Won't you come? I'm Come for watch care. Come for watch care. We love to have you. Last invitation is for you. You're here today. You came by the invitation of somebody who loves you. And they want you to get to know Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you don't have a personal, intimate relationship with Christ. The Bible says that God loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible says that God did not send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Christ might be saved. Do you need a savior today? Are you discouraged and need to know God? The doors of the church are open to you. we love to pray with you right now to invite Christ into your life. You say, Pastor, I wouldn't walk up there, but that's a long way. Just raise your hand right where you are. I'm gonna pray with you right where you are. That's you, when you're here today, you want to invite Christ into your life. The Bible says the day that you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Is there one today that said would like Jesus in the balcony and the back online? Would you invite Him into your life today while the blood is running warm in your vein? Come on, I hate for you to leave here without knowing Jesus. And don't make it home, but slip off into eternity without a Savior. Would you give Him your life? Oh, my God. He will give you brand new life. He will give you brand new life life abundantly. oh come. Oh, come. come to Christ. And then lastly, you raised your hand earlier and you said, Chaplain, pray for my family. I want to be a David for my generation. Would you just stick your hand up in the air? We're going to pray over you. I see you. I see you. Our Father and our God, you see these Davids in this audience, oh God. You see them with a burden for their generation, for their families, for their colleagues, their friends. Lord, would you give them access to your throne? Would you give them open doors? Give them allies that would help them to win lost souls to you. Father God, remove the barriers. Remove those things that distract them, that keep them from doing your will. Encourage them and give them the words that you gave David. Pursue, for you will overcome the enemy. Thank you so much today, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said amen and amen. Amen. High five three people and tell them, I love you, I love you, I love you.